Welcome back, and thanks for stopping by to listen to today's episode. This is Amy Stevens, your host, and you're listening to the Balance Your Mind, Body, and Business podcast, the show that gets you ready for your day, whether it's being at your desk or just trying to deal with people. If you're an introvert like me and love a quick message before heading into the office, I have a great lineup for you each week. Let's get started. Welcome back, everyone. I am so excited. I am here today with Katrina McGee, and I want to just start out. Katrina is a nomad. She is living the dream that I have been wanting to do, and she has taken that risk, and she's dived out there into the nomadic world, and I am super jealous, but I'm looking at this as an opportunity to start to understand how to take steps to be able to step out of the comfort zone of a brick-and-mortar home, the sticks and bricks, and be able to create a different lifestyle. Katrina, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be here. Thank you for having me, Amy. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to chat with you about this uh, subject matter of taking the sabbatical. (laughs) How many times have we heard in whatever business mentoring, coaching classes or workshops we have taken in our lifetimes as solopreneurs or entrepreneurs, and they always tell you, you need to take a break. You need to step away. Katrina, let's just start from the beginning. I would love to hear the beginning story. Can you share that with us, please? I sure can. So, oh man, my first career was an accident. I was an actuary in healthcare industry and I got recruited for that job. I didn't know what it entailed. I really didn't know what I was going to be doing, but I knew that it paid well. And I knew that I had an offer to do it in Atlanta, which is where I really wanted to move to. So I said, yes. And it was an incredible learning opportunity. And for anyone that is looking for job security, great benefits, great pay, you know, it was a fantastic career. And I actually learned a lot and enjoyed it for the first like year or two, but I always knew deep down that was not who I was, nor what was it, what I wanted to be doing for the rest of my life. Flash forward eight years later, I was still doing it. I was like, this job is a little too cushy as far as like the benefits and the things. And it's hard to find a good reason to leave because the only reason I had is that this is not who I am and I don't want to do this, but that didn't seem good enough. So I decided to be wise and do a very smart thing. I went to get my MBA because you can quit a good job if you're going to get a business degree, right, Amy? That makes so much sense. So that's what I told myself. So I went and got an MBA and I had an amazing adventure. I loved my business school experience, but I really didn't have clarity on what it was I wanted to do next. So I sort of stumbled my way into a second career, which was market research, which I thought on paper would be a good mix of my people skills and then my past analytical background. But you know, I had an amazing job there too. I got a job with a great company, moved out to Minneapolis, but I wasn't happy. And in fact, I realized in that moment that corporate pivot to something even more corporate made me feel even more just gray inside. And so in that moment, I really had to face my choices and say that I was not making decisions that were aligned to who I really was or the life that I really wanted. And I just had this full body awareness one day that if I didn't change something now, I was going to blink and it was going to be my retirement. And I was going to have wasted all these great years just sitting behind a desk doing things I didn't want to do because I thought I had no options when secretly the world was my oyster. But 
if the world is my oyster, like, why did it feel so hard? I just didn't know what that meant. And I didn't know where to look. So I hired a life coach. We worked together six months later. It took me a long time to stop shitting on myself and to stop, you know, with all of the ways I thought I should be successful and live my life. And then I had this epiphany. I just wanted to take a break and travel the world for a year. Felt crazy. It's like 2011. I didn't know anyone doing this. I had $1,500 in my bank account. I had 50 something thousand dollars worth of debt, but I had this dream and I had this vision and I was like, I've got to find a way to make it happen. So I started saving money. I saved 40 K in 18 months, gave my job eight months notice, told them like, listen, this summer I'm out. I quit my job and I traveled around the world and it actually became 20 months because I was so good at saving my money and spending my money. And I had an amazing adventure. And when I came back from those 20 months away, I landed five job offers in just five weeks. And that was the moment when I was like, there is really something to taking a break. Like I quit my job and I didn't know I had only been in this new career for three years when I left and I went on a 20 month break. And for me to come back and receive an offer that was 30% more to receive an offer that was for a dream job to receive an offer that was for a different career as a flight attendant for Delta. Like there was all these different kinds of jobs. And I was like, there actually is an immense benefit to taking time to recalibrate, reconnect, and just fill your tank, refill your tank. And that was kind of the moment where I was like, okay, I want to help other people do this. And so I became a certified life coach. And then I started my own practice as a career break and sabbatical coach. I just think that is so incredible. Now, the thing that I can really resonate with you is about that feeling internally. So you mentioned feeling gray. Did you have any other kind of sensations or aha moments or dreams or anything else come to you in that time frame? Yeah, that's such a great question. I'm not a big like dream rememberer. So I could have had dreams. I just wouldn't remember. I could never remember my dreams, but I do remember it was like this very sort of monotone, persistent voice that was on repeat. And it was like, you don't want to be here. You shouldn't be here. Leave leave. Like it wasn't even this whole conversation. It was just, you know, sitting behind a computer, returning an email, dealing with crap, like reminding someone that I'd already answered that question 45 times, you know, on the email I sent like six weeks ago. And like, this wasn't my fault or getting, you know, like dumped on with something that somebody has feedback for at the last minute. And you're like, well, that's my whole evening. Right. And it was just this voice that was like, you need to leave. You need to leave. You're supposed to be doing more than this. That reminds me of the movie Eat, Pray, Love when Julia Roberts was in the bathroom and the voice of God kept talking to her and she was just bawling, right? So those conversations that so often we push aside, those sensations in our physical body that we push aside because it's not, and I'm doing air quotes here, audience, it's not normal. And the thing is, is that the more that you can tune in to yourself, you can then go, oh, well, this isn't normal. What is the new normal? And what do I need to be listening to, to make a shift? So good, Amy. That yes, a hundred percent. And that's the thing, like my first job out of guess, technically it was my second job out of college. I just woke up one morning and I was like, I had this knot in my gut and I'm like, I can't do this. I cannot sit in rush hour traffic one more time. I cannot do this. And I felt like I was going to vomit and it was right before Christmas. And I was like, how am I going to do this? Am I just going to quit my job? Like, what am I going to do? <laughs> And so, and you two are a Midwesterner originally. And so I'm also in this place, I'm a Midwesterner. So it's one of those things where I often feel that 
we Midwesterners sometimes kind of have that extra umph. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I actually grew up in West Virginia, but I have to say a hundred percent because when I moved to Minnesota, I swear it was like, we have 25 feet of snow and there's a power outage. Well, I'm not going to complain. I'm just going to get in my truck and make it happen. I'm going to drive to work. Or whatever. I mean, it was like, they just have an extra gear to just do hard things and to push through. I absolutely believe that. Yeah. It's that plow through mentality. I think that Mm -hmm. that's ingrained into a Midwesterner. You've got to plow through and make it happen. (laughs) So, all right. So you got your certification to be a life coach. You have your MBA, you've got all of this great background. So at what point did things kind of start aligning? Yeah. Well, that was a journey. You know, I would say it's an ebb and flow if I'm being super transparent about that. So, you know, there's that immediate moment where you're so excited and you build your first website and you tell all the people and all your friends cheer you on, or at least some of them. And they're like, that's amazing. You're so brave. That's an amazing hit of flow. Right. And then you have to get some clients and you've started charging and now nobody seems as excited to work with you. And you're like, it's $25. Like, what is the resistance here? Right. And so, you know, I would say it's more like a roller coaster. You know, there have been these points, like these flat parts where I hit the zoom, right? Like where you get to a place and you can hit the gas pedal. And I think, you know, the first one for me was sort of coming around to the idea that I could actually do this. Like the moment it went from, maybe this is a hobby to, oh, this could be something I do. Like that felt like an amazing moment, but then I was back on the roller coaster again. And I think the most recent one, you know, was the pandemic. So when the pandemic was descending upon us all, you know, I'm a nomad. I was traveling around. I didn't have a home base anywhere. I was in Mexico city. I came home to live with my mom and my niece in the town I grew up in and everything was shutting down. And I decided to go doubly hard on my business because, you know, I hadn't been going so hard at that time. And what was surprising to me is that the universe conspired with me in that, you know, the pandemic actually became a great time to talk to people about reclaiming their time and taking a break. But nobody knew that in the beginning because everyone was like, no one's going to leave a job. You can't talk about this right now. That's madness. Like no one's going to listen to that. And I was like, well, this is my truth. And this is what I'm here to do is to give people a bridge to recover recovery to personal freedom, to taking that moment to just step back and like recollect themselves before they go and like go hard right back in it. Right. And it ended up being a perfect time. And so 2021 was an amazing year for my business. And that was definitely an up level that I didn't see coming. Yeah. I think for a lot of entrepreneurs, especially like a solopreneurs where it's just us and the last few years through the pandemic, we have had big aha moments that our clients are really searching for what it is that we have to offer and providing that safe space for them as well and giving them clarity. I think that that's huge. You know, I think back to when I had my J-O-B and the boss was like, you're five minutes late. And it was like, really? Right. Be glad I showed up. (laughs) Yeah, no, I know. I once got told that I didn't smile enough at my internship, my MBA internship, when they didn't make an offer. One of the three big strikes against me is that I didn't look happy enough to be there. I don't even know what to say to that. That is ridiculous. Yeah, it was. (laughs) I thought so too. Wow. Well, so do me a favor and chat with me about being a nomad and your experiences that you can enlighten those of us who have this as a dream. Yeah. One of the coolest things 
I think about life in general, but especially about travel is it can feel so overwhelming and so foreign and just so difficult when you haven't done it. But the moment that you start to put yourself in the flow where it becomes something that you could do, you either surround yourself with people who are doing it, you join a group or a meetup where people are preparing for it, you start listening to podcasts where people are doing it, like you start to make it more possible, it becomes easier. And the crazy thing about being a nomad for me is that it became my new sort of status quo. And so it was actually easier for me to be nomadic than it was to settle down. Like that just became my new reality. So I did not travel abroad for the first time until I was almost 30 years old. And when I took my sabbatical on my career break, I had probably only traveled solo internationally once or twice in my life. So I was not a seasoned traveler. I just had this ridiculous dream that refused to die. And I had to show up for it as best I could prepare as best I could and just do the things I needed to do. Right. And so being a nomad is amazing. You know, I have met a lot of interesting people and I find that Many other countries are much more sociable when it comes to hanging out with strangers, especially foreign strangers. And so it was really easy to meet new people, to make friends. You know, I did do some dating abroad as well, and that was not hard, you know, but it was just a really like a very social and connected way of life. And man, oh man, if you are nomadic, hitting that level of minimalism where you just energetically and mentally let go of all the things in your house that you need to clean, take care of, repair, replace, you know, like create space for, buy a bigger house for, like all that stuff goes away. And I feel like one of the biggest gifts of being nomadic is the fact that you can be so much more present, right? To whatever is in front of you, because this is all there is when you don't have stuff. Like I travel with a carry-on suitcase and a backpack. Like when you don't have a lot of stuff, it's like, you're just there and you don't have, you know, your old routine. You're just there. You're just present. And you're free to say yes to anything. Like Somebody could say, I have a wedding and it's in Hawaii. And I could be like, well, great. I have no plans in October. I will go to that. And then somebody else could be like, we're doing a thing in Maine. Do you want to come to Maine? And I could be like, yes, I will go to Maine. Right. That lifestyle to me felt incredibly free. And it wasn't just free to be a vagabond and wander, although there's nothing wrong with that. It was the freedom to say yes to anything that felt good and to not feel like I had obligations to my stuff or obligations to my routine. And isn't that interesting? An obligation to the stuff. Wow. That's a powerful statement right there. We love to collect things, right? And have that attachment to so much of the stuff, which is really, that's very powerful. I just did a big purge this past weekend and it's like, I feel lighter. Yes. Then, congratulations. I, I, thank you. But then I look around my office and I'm like, Oh, where did those papers come from? <laughs> the office is a whole other, a whole other yeah. story. <laughs> yeah. house, right? But talk to me about like, what are some of the experiences with your traveling locations? Mm. Like, do you have one in particular that just yeah. like really sung to you? And yeah, absolutely. So, you know, on my career break, I had three huge highlights during that time. And I was fully present because I wasn't working, you know, on that trip. But Buenos Aires became my happy place. It is, it for me was a very warm, bright, colorful, vibrant, affordable 
beautiful city. And, you know, there's the mix of architecture, it's South American, it's European, the food that I had was amazing. And I was living in near the Palermo area, which has like a massive amount of trees. And so it's like, I'm in the city, but I'm also in nature. And it just, it felt so relaxed and so vibrant. And every time, you know, I've been there, I went there one time after that. And each time I lived there for a month, I just rent an Airbnb for the month and live there. And both times, like it has just been so healing and restorative. One of my other favorites, because I'm obsessed with food, was Avignon in Provence in the South of France. I spent $70 a day eating for two weeks. Cause I was like, I want the menu for lunch. I will have the entree, the appetizer and the dessert. Thank you with the wine. And I will do it all over again for dinner. And I was just like, I will eat every single thing that this whole entire town has to offer. And I did, and it was amazing and so gorgeous. And I found the people to be really friendly. And then the other highlight for me was the big surprise, sort of the dark horse that appeared, which was Vietnam. I almost didn't go. Cause I was really nervous traveling there by myself. And I had heard like a mixed review of things. And it was one of the most incredible travel experiences I've ever had. I flew into there on a one-way ticket into Hanoi and I spent three weeks and I told myself, you can pull the ripcord any day you need to. You're not obligated. I booked it as I went. The day before I would leave one city, I would make reservations for a train or a bus or a plane for the next place I was going. And I just kind of went from North to South and it was amazing. Yeah, I think that that's really the nuggets of information that you grab from each location and then you put that into your DNA. I think that is such a huge lesson learned. That's not anything that you can pay for. Like you can't get an education from school without having some sort of travel experience along those lines. I'm a firm believer in that myself. So along any of these trips, are you still working with clients or was this all before? Yeah, this was all before. So this was all during my break. So since I've been a digital nomad working and traveling, you know, I have been, I spent a lot of time in Mexico. Mexico city was really amazing as was Oaxaca, because again, food, love it, can't stop eating it and enjoying it along the way. But I had been like a lot of interesting places. And I think one of my favorite trips, which I was working when I did this, I did a digital nomad cruise with 300 other nomads. And I flew into London and I had two and a half months before I had to be in Barcelona to catch this cruise. So I flew in early and I just had a one-way ticket, no idea. I planned it like literally a day in advance (laughs) or the night before and just traveled through Western Europe. I ended up spending a lot of time in Italy and just again, eating spoiler. It was really great though. And then I spent some time in, you know, Spain and just really had an amazing experience. And then I caught this cruise ship with 300 other nomads and it was this programmed event at sea with like workshops and networking things and all kinds of interesting stuff. And we traveled from Barcelona to Brazil, two weeks at sea with just like two or three stops. And then I arrived in Brazil, which I had never been to at that point and visited three cities there. Rio was beautiful, but I kind of fell in love with Sao Paulo uh, and had a spectacular time there, even though it was sort of brief. Uh, I was there for like three weeks maybe, but it was really wonderful. And so that was like one of the highlights that I did while I was working and traveling (laughs) pre-COVID. All right. So yes. And so just to clarify, that was all pre-COVID. Yeah, it was right before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. And so, you know, now that you're, I guess, more in a central location (laughs) in, in the United States at this point during the last few years and your experiences of getting your business really off the ground and sharing your content and, and explaining to people that why start now to begin to save and to create this sabbatical time? Let's dive into that, please. 
Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for asking that. You know, I think one of the questions we don't ask ourselves is what am I risking if I'm not taking this time that I need? We are so easy and quick to look in front of us and say, oh, well, if I take this time, I might lose these clients or I might lose this opportunity or I might, you know, regress in my career or I might, you know, I'm going to lose this money. But we don't think about what we stand to gain if we did take a break or what might happen in a negative way, right? Like health related. If we don't claim that time, like we're humans, not machines, we absolutely are allowed to power down. It's required. We are not meant to run full steam all the time. And so, you know, I have a lot of clients that I work with that life just throws curveballs. That's what life does. You know, my younger brother unexpectedly passed away one week before my career break started. So I planned it. I'd been saving for 18 months. I gave eight months notice. Like my plan was set in motion and it was just one week before my break started when he passed away. And, you know, if I hadn't made that leap and decided to start planning for my break, I wouldn't have had $40,000, like a path to not working and a plan for what I could do that might heal and restore me, like already, you know, pre-prepared, I wouldn't have had any of that. And I have another client who had this sort of mystery health illness that kept reflaring with her. And she started preparing. We worked in my program, take the break together. And she started preparing before the break. She had this vision. Oh, I'll take a break in like 18 months. Well, towards the very end of the program, you know, she, her body crashed and she had to take an unexpected medical leave. But through that time, she had saved a crap load of money, right? Not as much as she'd hoped, but she saved a lot more than she would have, if she wasn't preparing at all and just pushing it off for someday. And she had a plan. And so because of that, she took her medical leave and then she just started her break early and extended the medical leave and sort of left her company. And she discovered that it was Lyme disease. So she was able to get a diagnosis and start her healing journey. And there's just so many examples like that, where amazing, great, things are waiting for you in this time of self-care, of nourishment, of self-expression, of self-exploration. And even if you're not ready to take it today, it's absolutely the right time to start preparing because if you think that you want and need one, you do. And so if you don't have the means to make it happen today, start preparing, like don't push it off. Don't think that you can just wait because life is not going to wait. Life is just going to life on you and you got to be ready, like show up for the life that you want and stop putting it off. Yeah. Stepping out of the boundaries, stepping out that this is the way it's supposed to be done mentality. You know, we're not in that frame of mind anymore where you start a job at age, you know, 21, 22, 23, depending on if you went to college or not, and then stick with it forever until you retire from that same company. So you mentioned already about your take the break program, but go into a little bit more detail about that, please. Yeah. Oh, this is my baby, Amy. I am so proud of this program. And it is this amazing mix of life coaching, which is my passion and career break consultation, right? So I know a crap load about career breaks. I have now coached over 50 people through their own break, which is incredible, right? And I'm also a certified life coach. And what I know is that it takes a different version of you to show up for this time off because we think we can't do it. We think we don't deserve it. We think that now is not the right time. We have so much fear, fear of money, fear of like what this could mean to my career, fear of what other people will think of me, fear of being lazy, you know? And it's like to overcome those things, you need a lot of mindset work. It's not just me telling you, this is how to plan a break. And this is how to save money. And this is what to do about your health insurance, right? It's so much deeper than that. And so this program marries those those two together. And for six months, I show up every single week to give you activities and a training module so that you can really learn the process, but then also get 
constant feedback for me and coaching to like go through those blocks and to make it happen. And so the most rewarding thing for me, I just did a panel interview with five of my past clients who have been in different rounds of that program. And they're all currently on a break right now. And seeing their faces and hearing their stories and knowing that like this program gave them that, and it gave them more than the break. Like they all talk about how their lives are transformed. One of my people was a teacher who felt like she was having trouble, like standing up in her life and really claiming stuff. And by the end of the program, she co-led a strike in her school because she was standing up for something that she believed. And I was like, who are you? Who are you? You know, but it was seeing these people transform. I think that's what you're called to. And you are required to step into that higher version of yourself to do something this brave and this transformational. And so I am so proud to have a program that gives people the avenue to do that while feeling incredibly cheerleaded and supported. That is so important to hear. Oh my gosh. And for somebody who doesn't feel like they can or should, and then they're like, guess what I did? (laughs) It's I love hearing that kind of testimonial for sure, because it's that sense of empowerment and the understanding that, yes, you have the tools. Yes, you can do this. Would you say that majority of your clients are single or married or... So good. Yeah. So I would say it's about 60% single and 40% partnered actually, which was surprising to me in the beginning because I was single when I took mine. I mean, I did have a boyfriend, but we weren't living together at that time and we weren't you know, married obviously. So I was surprised, but yeah, I'm finding that more of my clients are partnered and oftentimes only one of the partners wants to take a break. I have coached people where both partners want to go together, but I'm finding it more common that one partner is like, I'm burned out and I just need some time. And the other person is fine in their job or happy with like the current status quo. And they're not trying to rock that boat. Oh, that's interesting. And getting the buy-in from your partner too, that's a huge piece. And that too comes down to mindset, because if you have a partner that's basically pulling the plug on your plans, it's like, why have that type of energy around you and working with you in that type of environment? That's interesting. Yeah, I thought so too. And you know, sometimes those conversations are conversations I have to have with my client is how to advocate for themselves and their dream, because I get it. It's a scary thing for probably both parties. And there's a lot of uncertainty, but ultimately, you know, In my partnership, I want my partner to feel like they get to be and bring the best version of themselves because that's who I want to be in relationship with, right? That's the light, the vibrant, the empowered version of them. Like that's who serves me the best. Like that's who shows up to love me the hardest, you know? Yes. And that's amen to that. Yeah. (laughs) Now I just got to go out there and find him, Amy. (laughs) So it's like, just, just that simple task, but it's fine. I'm working on it. Exactly. Exactly. Well, so do me a favor, Katrina, let the audience know your website, please. Oh yeah. So you can find me at kmcgeecoaching.com. So K-M-C-G-H-E-E coaching.com. Okay. And then you also have your take the break program. And do you have a website for that? I do have a website, but it's under construction. So if you want to know about it, you can just hop on Instagram and DM me, or you can go to my website and just contact me there because it's pretty, it's pretty straightforward. But yes, I like to talk to people about it. I've made a lot of exciting changes. So the the old page is no longer current. Okay. Gotcha. Well, this has been such a great conversation and hopefully we have inspired others to begin to make some changes, even if it's something simple that you think that, no, you could never do that, but yet 
you can and provide yourself even a time frame. So if it's that you want to take a weekend away, whether you're married or not, or partnered or not, and just go on your own someplace, hopefully you have been inspired today by Katrina's conversation and giving her another listen to as you replay the the podcast here today and just uh, take away new nuggets each time because I think that she has such an amazing program that really can provide inspiration to others. Thank you, Amy. I just want to second what you said. I think it doesn't always have to start so big. You can start really small. And I think, you know, the thing that you offer with the 15 minutes of stretching while you're in the office, but I mean, it's truly something that simple as breaking old patterns, you know, getting out of the place that you're in where you feel like everything, all of your needs need to wait. It's like my body is, you know, my body is calling to me and it's asking to move around and pivot. And I mean, on a higher level, I think that's what a sabbatical is, is asking your body to go out into the world and to move around and to like take care of yourself, right? So whether it's 15 minutes of self-care or six months of self-care or something in between, I think it's the importance of realizing that, you know, we can't sit behind screens, sit in offices, sit chained, you know, to this world of work that feels important, which it is, but it's not everything. Absolutely. Small steps for big change. Yeah. Katrina McGee, you are a rock star. I have so enjoyed talking with you and I can't wait. I'm going to start following you on Instagram myself. And those of you who are driving and multitasking, just take a look in the show notes and you can get all of Katrina's information. It'll be her website and her Instagram and other ways to contact her. And so you can connect with those platforms that serve you best. Katrina, thank you so very much for taking time out of your busy day and sharing your amazing content. Thank you for having me, Amy. This was awesome. You've reached the end of another episode of the Balance Your Mind, Body, and Business podcast. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to sign up for my newsletter to receive any free materials I have head on over to my website at amystevens.net or take a look at the show notes for more information. If you enjoyed what you heard today and past episodes, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes to be updated on the weekly podcast. And I'd love to have you rate and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Thank you and see you at the next episode.